caution. Your paradigm is about to shift at the intersection of fact and reason. You're entering Kingston Country. I'm Dan Kingston, and you're listening to the Dan Kingston Podcast. So joining the podcast again today is Tim from North Carolina, and this news is developing in California. Over 8,400 people are being monitored, according to the governor, Newsom. 33 people have tested positive. Uh, and they have uh, a few hundred testing kits. I guess he's complaining they want more testing kits. Uh, Tim, what do you make of that news coming out of California? You know, Dan, it seems like California is going to be the hotbed for this. Uh, I, I don't want to call it a launching point because we don't know how much it's going to grow or how much how much they expand or retract. Uh, but it, seem, it seems to be the, the ground zero in the United States. Uh, you know, if you're if you're in California, I advise that you prepare. Um, plenty of food, plenty of water, probably for a couple weeks. You know, enough for a couple weeks. Don't go, you know, you know, don't go berserk with your your preps or anything like that. Just, you know, just be reasonable and think, hey, um, I may not be able to leave the house for a few days or something like that. Well, it is earthquake uh, I country. Think, I mean, even uh, coronavirus aside, the fact of a huge earthquake, you want to be prepared with water and food. And just to echo what you're saying, Tim, Dr. Sonia Angel, director of the uh, uh, CDPH, says that they're anticipating the community transmission in California because of the close relationship to China, not just Chinese uh, individuals and family members, but also remember Silicon Valley. I mean, there's a lot of business people, a lot of travel to and from China over here in this state. I think I think any business right now, if you have if you have any global you know global employees that travel from different countries, I think the best thing they can do right now is telecommute. Yeah. We have the technology, use it. Um, if you can avoid getting on an airplane, do so. Uh, if you can avoid having to go be around a crowd of people, I would also advise you know stay away from a crowd of people. If it's not necessary, if it's not absolutely necessary, I would I would avoid it at least until the weather warms up. You know, I mean, it doesn't mean you have to be, you know, a total loner or recluse or anything like that. You you, you know, just just you know, just use some sense. I mean, this is how people I think to- react to what you're saying. I think people sit there and they say. Okay, I mean, yeah, sure, but it's not really going to be a big deal. And then what happens is something like I'm not saying this will happen, but maybe Disneyland gets shut down for a week or something like that, you know, and then all of a sudden people wake up to it. It seems that every step of the way people resist taking this serious. And I think that kind of adds to the panic when all of a sudden they realize, oh, it is serious because they dismiss it every step of the way. Until now it is time to panic, you know, as opposed to where we're kind of covering this from the beginning, saying, okay, here are some worst case scenarios. Here are some uh, non worst case scenarios. And from like weeks ago, we said that it's going to come to California or you said that you warned of that. So people were listening to us and they wouldn't be so surprised right now. Maybe there wouldn't be such concern or panic right now in in the stock market if it was just being covered. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, Dan, you got a great audience, and you know they've been very loyal listeners. And then, yes, they've been listening to us speak to each other for the past, you know, two months about this. It's, I mean, they they know what's going on. It's it's the new folks that have that are on that edge of 
man, yeah, I I know it's there. I know it's a thing, but I, I'm not I'm not really concerned about it. You got to realize if you're at that point, you might be part of the problem. Right. Um, you might in, be enabling this thing to spread with that attitude. I mean, I'm not saying that you have to be militaristic about it. You know, lockstep, blah blah blah. I got to follow all these points and you know make sure I have a mask on this thing. But just just take a little bit more precaution than what you normally would. But people are I mean, so uh, uh, paranoid, uh, and normally I salute paranoia, but and conspiratorial thinking. But right now, I'm afraid of this uh, uh, conspiratorial uh, idea that this is a deep state uh, ploy to attack Donald Trump and sink the world economy, and it's all made up, and that coronavirus doesn't really exist. Uh, I, I'm, I'm worried that that is actually really spreading, uh, and and the politi- uh, politicalization of this uh, on on both sides of the aisle, mostly Nancy Pelosi, all of a sudden called Trump incompetent when he was on top of this like from the beginning was shutting down the flights. So it's, it's hard to watch. What's your take on that? I'm going to cover a couple different things that you just, that you said there. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of review that. The, the, the political aspect of this shouldn't even be considered by either side. If this is the threat that they say it is, or it has the potential to be the threat that they say it does, Politics should be no part of it. Trump said that last night during his um, press conference, right. which, in a, in a whole other subject, I think he did a great job after about 30 minutes in. And we can discuss that press conference later. But in the you know Nancy Pelosi coming out shooting her mouth off. Uh, Nancy, you've got more problems to worry about than yeah. you know Trump calling you incompetent. I mean, I'm sorry you got your feelings hurt, but sometimes the truth does hurt. I wouldn't be um, surprised you know, if she like, got coronavirus. She went to uh, Chinatown and was interacting with everybody and giving hugs and kisses. Well, she either either she she knows something we don't, or she's ignorant. I I, I go for the latter of the yeah, two. Me too. I think I think I think she's I think she's a loony bin. I think she's she's on the way out the door. She knows it. And Schumer um, offered more money and thought that was clever. And I loved how Trump was like, okay, yeah. we'll take it. Who doesn't say no to more money? Yeah. But did you notice that Trump, uh, last night, during the press conference, he, he's setting it all up almost, almost so they can't blame him for this. Um, that was one thing that worried me about that. Um, the, the other thing was the body language from Trump. Trump does a few things wonderfully. And those things are, A, running a business, B, bluffing. He's a master of bluffing. But I'm going to say one thing he does not do well. He does not lie well. Um, he, he's not a good liar. Uh, he, he, his body language last night during the press conference, during the first 30 minutes of it or so, when, when he was reading from the statement, he wasn't comfortable with what he was saying. Um, and that, that, that concerned me a little bit. I think there's what a lot of unknowns. Mean? It's like what we're talking about. He got the reports that we're talking about and he's a germaphobe and he looks squeamish. He's like, Oh, this could go bad, yeah. but he can't say that to wall street. Everyone's going to freak out. No. So I liked how he's taking, taking kind of like a, a calming approach and letting the professionals stand forward 
And hell, if this thing goes out of control, then you know they're going to be the ones that get replaced. I'm okay with that. Get people in uh, in charge who are going to fix it, right? Well, I think I think I don't believe any one person is going to fix this. This is going to have to be a team effort. It's going to have to be a team effort from society right. as a whole, Amen. Uh, a population. We're going to have to self police ourselves. We're going to have to actually stand up and have some responsibility. Let's talk about that. Exactly what kind of self-policing and responsibilities? Uh, For instance, if somebody has a a cold or or a cough, it's really imperative now they stay home, right? Oh, yes. I mean, if you're you're sick and you you have a non-essential job, kind of like I do, I sit at a desk all day. I I mean, I can do my job at home. I would not go to the office. But here's the thing. Nobody thinks that they actually are infected. I mean, nobody's going to think that, right? That's the last thing, unless unless it's like you or me who are talking about it every day. Nobody's going to – everybody has that syndrome that it can't happen to me until it does. Right. And the, the bad thing about the coronavirus is you may have already had it for seven days in your system and spread it to six other people. They're seeing the average one person – has the ability to spread it to six people um, versus, you know, other other diseases and sicknesses and viruses. Do you have the ability to spread it to six people on average? Somebody reached out to me and said uh, uh, people can't afford to stay uh, home when they're sick. What do you say to that? Can't work if you're dead either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll say that. Um, if, if you have to let your bills go over 30 days just because you're sick at home, they're not going to come take your car just because you're 30 days late. They're not going to take your house if you're 30 days late. Um, and, that, and that's something that I wish Trump and the administration would do if this thing goes to the next level. They need to declare some kind of emergency that, you know, everything goes into like a memorial torium. You know, I can't remember the word. I'm that, but I'm looking for it. It's a moratorium of, you know, you can't, you can't, this person's been diagnosed and they can be ill. You can't foreclose in their house if they can't pay their mortgage, if they say they're going to make it back up. Yeah. You know, something like I agree. that. And, and I think, I think what that would do, that would calm Wall Street also. Mm. Um, because Wall Street's prepping for this this huge drop-off in which is probably going to happen. As people are going to start stop going places and stop spending money. That's why. That's the real reason Wall Street is retracting right now. See, Wall Street sees... All, I mean, they're going to expect... I mean, they prepare for the worst. They expect the worst. Versus folks like me, I prepare for the worst, but I hope for the best. Right. Um... Uh, and, so you know, if you ask me what's going to happen is uh, real disruptions are going to happen. And people are saying, shut down the border with California and seal off California. And I think there's going to be a, a, a real debate about about that. Uh, but that would be more of a disruption, wouldn't it? I mean, even in China, you're looking at a country of 1.4 billion people and you're talking, you know, it's scary numbers of what is it like 60,000 infected or, or, or something like that. But again, out of 1.4 billion, 
the major uh, thing that's been affecting Chinese are these disruptions and the quarantines and the the work and the uh, you know no money. They don't have any money because they're not getting paid. And so that's a real threat from coronavirus over here, isn't it? It's the disruptions yeah. to our daily lives. It's not yeah. the idea that we're all going to stop, start dropping dead in the streets from coronavirus. I mean, God forbid, and pray for the people that have. But do you agree with that, or am I wrong? Well, I, I, I agree with most of it. Um, I'll even take it a step further. One of the... One of the issues that we face in the United States is the amount of debt and the low amount of cash that the average person has access to. Right. I, I heard in a radio show yesterday, I was listening to, I think it was Mike Adams who said, the average American has less than $400 in emergency cash. Less than $400. Now listen, that's not a whole lot, especially if you've got a family. Um, maybe some of this, this money that they're eight and a half billion dollars, maybe maybe they just need to um, put it towards um, know, helping people out. I don't know. I mean, that, that's that, that's another thing. Instead of giving all this money, instead of feeding all this money to these to these organizations that sit there and write reports about stuff that we already know, let's use some of that money to help people who are affected in these areas. Kind of like yeah. disaster relief. I think I almost think like if this thing does go into a pandemic mode, they should do a like they do a hurricane. When a hurricane hits the East Coast, you know, they'll do like an emergency flood zone and all this stuff. The people that are affected can apply for federal assistance. I think they should activate that for this if it gets to that point. And I think it's going to get to that point. I hope not. But well, I, I think, think to, to, we to prevent a worst-case scenario, it's going to take a lot of money, right, for the testing kits, yeah. for, for people to stay home, to feel comfortable they can stay I mean, home. What, and I, 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 So I point. totally agree with you. I, if only Trump maybe had said or somebody had said, stay home if you're sick, don't risk it. The virus could yeah. be in the community. It's a possibility. You could be infected and not know. Just stay home if you're sick. And that, I think, was the one thing that I missed yesterday in that press conference. Yeah. There was a few things I missed in that press conference that I that I, I would have liked to hear that, that weren't mentioned. Uh, that was one of them. Uh, the other thing was there was no mention of FEMA. Uh, there was no mention of the military. Uh, there was... They were, I think. I think what we saw last night was very was a was a very coordinated dance. The questioning at the end was pre-fixed for the effect that it would have. Very carefully picked. Um, and I think that might have been what Trump was uncomfortable about. But I'm going to tell you, the first thirty minutes of that speech, he was so uncomfortable, and yeah. you could just see it. What about standing behind Pence? Do you think that was part of it? Somebody going in front of him? And I think that it was a great decision, great idea. But maybe he's a little bit, uh, you know, he's the guy who likes to be boss. And now Pence is the top dog on this. I don't know. Did you sense that was where it's coming from? He stated that Pence was going to report directly to him. 
and you know what? That's great. I'm good with that. Me too. Uh, I was watching the doctor to the left. I was watching. I was watching her reactions to his words because sometimes those little smirks, those little looks, I'll tell you the true story yeah. about what's really going on. I was. You know, she knows. Yeah. And what he was saying, he's saying something is not true, or mainly, you know, it might not be entirely accurate. I'm not going to eyebrow raise. I mean, let's be real. It, it looked like Trump and Pence were trying to calm this down and say it's no big deal. Yeah. It looks like the doctors yeah. and the scientists were saying, well, this is kind of a big deal. Right? Like, yeah. good cop, bad cop. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't think that, I think the, uh, I don't remember the, the, the doctor's name who had the beard. Uh, he was really, he was really calming. He got yeah. there, he stated the facts. Um, the other gentleman, his last name, I can't remember, starts with an F. Uh, or she or ever, uh, he, he was a little bit more aggressive in his in his in his presenting. Um, but I think the the good news is was the platform they used last night. Yeah, they used a room full of people. This wasn't a televised address from the Oval Office, so you know he's not underground. He's right. still under the White House. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was good. You know that's a good sign. Different uh, from China. Definitely. That's different than how uh, yeah, uh, Xi, yeah, how he handles it over there. As you see, he's, he's probably somewhere in he's probably somewhere in Sweden or Switzerland or something. Yeah, sending the message. Uh, I I almost guarantee he's not even in China or within the borders. But you know, the the, the talk about how the disease has slowed down in China. Um, my wife looked at me and she said, "What's well, a good thing to slow down in China?" I said that yeah, but why did it slow down in China? Is it is it because the quarantines and we're getting false numbers, or are really are people dying, or are they getting better? You know, that's that's the one thing that that was left out of the press conference. Also, the people that were how they had stopped the growth, they never said what stopped the growth of it. <laughs> Everybody just wants to hope and pray and believe that it's true when it's so clearly it can't be true unless they're murdering their own people. Yeah, I, I you know, and I, I, I have deep discussions with my wife sometimes. You know, I, and I looked at her and said, what about the prisons? And what if one person gets into a prison with this? But well, the main know, thing I they, think they have concentration camps over there, Tim. The the Uyghur people are yeah. in concentration oh, yeah. camps. So they're those and the and the prisoners, there's videos of prisoners being tied up in shackles. Yeah, I echo those oh, yeah. concerns. I mean it's a, it's it's a, that's a, that's human rights that's human rights issue. Um, the the fact that Trump was calling out the, the WHO, um, the World Health Organization, I've never been a fan of the WHO. Um, and and there's one more thing that's in the back of my mind with this disease, and this gets into the conspiratorial side of life. Nobody in Africa's got it. Usually, that's where these things kick off at. It's Africa. Well, you know, it it could it be. Um... There aren't that many huge cities. I don't want to be sound racist or xenophobic, but I, I know there are big cities in Africa, but not to the extent of China and uh, some of these other uh, countries. I get like South Korea is very um, uh, contained and condensed. Yeah. Could that be a reason? Yeah. I, I only 
you know, it could be. I think that one of the reasons that we haven't heard anything about Africa is because there's so many other things that can kill you in Africa. <laughs> right. That, yeah, and, yeah, exactly. There's Ebola over there that, right that, now. Yeah, I mean, that... that, that they're, they're not even worried about it. They're like, well, that's a good uh, segue, actually, I want to ask you about, because a part, a part of this thing reveals how we are really not prepared. I mean, what if this had a mortality rate of 50%, God forbid, or higher? Like something where we got sick and chances are you're going to die. How this? I mean, you see how many mistakes we've made from the cruise ship quarantine and one after another. So... What do you think about the mistakes we've made, and are we prepared if something was even more lethal? If it was more lethal, the cities would look like Ferguson, Missouri right now during those riots. That's what the cities would look like. Uh, the, uh, royal, the rural areas would be arming up, um, and it would be a recipe for disaster. Um, do I think we're anywhere near that point? Absolutely not because the public still doesn't seem concerned enough about it. I think now the public's starting to say, okay, this is becoming on my radar now. This is starting to pop into my life. I'm starting to see this on my news feed on Facebook more. I'm starting to see this on the evening news more. Maybe there is something to this. Maybe I do need to watch out. And just, you know, but when it gets to the point where they start showing body counts and they start showing when they really crank up the fear porn, you know, that's when you step really have to question, is this agenda driven or is this the truth that we're seeing? Um, and then I think, I think one thing that's great that our relationship that me and you have is you're East coast. I'm, I'm East coast and you're West coast. So we're giving, I mean, we're giving information that we're seeing from across the country. Mm-hmm. I'm on the other side of the country from you. And, or we're and what I see here in North, in, um, you know, North Carolina, Nobody's panicking. Not like they are in California. Do people wear gloves and face masks over there where you are? No. They do no, over here. Nobody. They definitely are over here now at this point. Yeah. Not everybody. See, that's, not that's everybody, but you see it for sure. Yeah, see, that's one of the coolest things about this podcast. You know, we can compare those those, those two those two I don't know if you call it demographics or not. Two, yeah. two geographical locations. Well, you have to tell yeah. me when people start wearing face masks where you are, then I oh, guess I we really got to be concerned. You know, and oh, yeah. We gotta, the shit's hitting the fan if they're wearing them where I'm at. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a little south of, of, of uh, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I'm a little south of that. So if anybody knows where Winston-Salem's at, you know, I'm, I'm in the county right below it, Davidson County. It's, it's, it's rural. Um, it's not very rural, but it's, you know, it's rural, uh, a lot more rural than California is. Tim, and, uh, I'm optimistic about this thing because Trump looks like he's on top of it. The fact that he shut down the flights weeks ago shows he was paying attention before anybody else was basically before us. You know, I mean, around the time we were talking about it, it's like he listened to our podcast and he shut down the flights. And it put Pence in, in awesome. VP. I mean, come on. There's nobody higher up besides him to put in charges. Uh, so yeah. he's really on top of it. I feel comforted by that, and he, it looks like he's listening to scientists and doctors. What I just hate is how the mainstream media makes it about how Trump uh, is – it's always about Trump. Everything's about Trump, and he, they can't yeah. give him any credit for anything. This is Kingston Country. This, this, this political divide that we have in this country, I'm not even going to call it a divide because it's not a divide. 
it's this political offset that we have. This this one more corner of the political elite in this country are wreaking havoc. They're like children. And these children need need to be straightened out. They 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 need they need to be corrected. Um, and until they and until they have to you know until they have consequences, they're not going to change their actions. If, you know, we hear all this QAnon crap, you hear all this conspiracy theory about all these indictments are coming. If there was, if there was ever a time to do it, now's the time. Because they're going to spend the next six months pushing this fear porn onto the citizenry of the, of the United States of America. And people are just going to get worse and worse and worse. And the quality of, and the quality of life is going to suffer. Our children are going to suffer. And society as a whole will suffer. And if the United States suffers, the whole world suffers. Yeah. Just so these people can try to cling to some little bit of power. The selfishness that they have. And, Dan, that's, that's the kind of stuff that I will discuss in my own podcast, which I'm starting to get. Everything in the ball rolling. You know, there. I was aiming for the beginning of March. Don't know if that's going to happen. Get it Still done. Looking. It's better I done know. than perfect. That's but definitely that, true. But, but Tim, that's I got to ask passion. you a question though. I got to uh, about travel. Uh-huh. Okay, if somebody uh-huh. has a flight, let's say, planned, do you recommend mm-hmm. they cancel work plans or they cancel a flight within the U.S.? Maybe they have a trip planned no. to California. What if it's to California? No. I, I, you know. It depends on which part of California, Dan. <laughs> San I, Francisco. California. Come on yeah, over. Been, That's where I'm from. I've, I've, I've flown right into San Francisco before. <laughs> landed right on the other, you know, right on the bay there. Um, I've been to, um, I've been to Northern California. I've been to Ontario, California. But Tim, would you honestly come visit right now to San Francisco for a work situation? If a boss, let's um, say, said, "Please, uh, Tim, come to San Francisco," <laughs> would you do it? I was in Houston when the swine flu broke out. I was in the Houston airport wow. when the swine flu broke out. Uh, <laughs> people wearing masks, walking around, and that was when that was still when I was kind of asleep. I I, I hadn't woken up yet. I was still I was that was God that was twelve years ago, something like that. Uh, I was still I was still believing everything I saw on the evening news and things like that. I and didn't really think about that kind of thing, and I think about that mindset that I have is, man, I need that paycheck more than I need to not catch this cold or something, you know. And that was the mentality I have, and I'm afraid that that that's the mentality today. But no, if it, if somebody should tell me, hey, you need to go to California right now, I'd kind of eye roll them a little bit. If my boss, if he said, well, I insist, I'll be like, okay. But, you know. Right. You 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 assume responsibility for this. I mean, I've already told my boss my job every day. I was like, listen, first case in Winston Salem happens. I said I'm working from home. I'm not I'm not getting near this thing. I don't want to be near it. Uh, my wife's got to leave town this weekend on a business trip. Her her office told her today. Said, listen, if you don't feel like traveling, don't travel. She said I'm good. She's she's going to go. She's going to be very uh, very careful. They have a trade show they have to do. And they're bringing in a box of hand sanitizer. They got like this whole huge box of hand sanitizer that they're actually going to be handing out to people oh, wow. <laughs> um, at, at at the trade show. So, hmm. but yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be afraid to come out there and you know drink a beer, hang out with 
hang out with you, Dan. I wouldn't. <laughs> well, we could wait till the crisis subsides a bit yeah, because well, I'm looking at the these. Crisis is over. Yeah, eight thousand four hundred people being monitored right now, and so it is kind of concerning. If I wasn't based in California, it's interesting. Wherever you're from, you're kind of like, oh well, it's here now. So, oh well. You know, but if I wasn't from yeah. California, yeah, well, I might be looking at California kind of look like, oh, you're a hotbed over there. We got to uh, seal off the California border. Yeah. Well, we should have done it years ago. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the pattern in our government right now is a holding pattern. They don't, I don't think they know what's going to happen yet. I don't, I don't believe it's, I believe, I don't believe they know exactly how this thing's going to pan out. I agree. And I'll, I'll leave it at that. Man. I just, that's where I think we're at right now. I think there's, is there a reason to go out there and clean out your grocery store right now? Absolutely not. Um, I'd say maybe give it a few weeks, but you know, the weather warms up, supposedly this thing is going to die out. Right. And then it's going to come around every year like the flu, they said. Yeah. Uh, and there is I a treatment that they have working on that's being experimented on. A vaccine will be ready maybe within a year or something like that. And I think in the meantime, people need to stay home if they're sick, wash their hands, don't touch your eyes and your face, basics. and change their behavior a little bit, right? Yeah, basics. Just basics. Yeah. Hygiene. Yeah. That's the one thing these countries do with the, that with the stuff spreading like wildfire. True. You know, deep in, in China, Iran, northern Italy, where you have a lot of the migrants out of Syria oh, yeah. that have come into northern Italy. It's true. Just think, it's the hygiene. Mm. I mean, if you look out through history, the Black Plague and all that stuff, it was caused by hygiene, the lack of hygiene. Yeah. Um, and I think if you just stay clean, I think that's why San Francisco has got a target on its back right now because mm -hmm. the homeless population. Yeah, the tent um, cities. The homeless population, the tent cities, the, the apparently the poop in the street. and the, That's oh, what there. we get told in the East Coast. You know? it's yeah, there. It's, yeah, I've heard it there. It. I don't there, but I've heard it's there. I've walked um, over it. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's there. Yeah. yeah, you guys can keep that stuff over there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Dan, that's, that's basically what I got today. Um, yeah, we're working, I'm working on the podcast. Um, still trying to get a few things put, put together, trying to find the right microphone um, where I can sound professional. And uh, we're going to get that thing up and rolling, hopefully, here at the beginning of March. Um, but you heard that passion I had about the politics there, about not being so selfish for the United States or not being selfish for power, but, you know, you know, working as a whole team for the United States. That's the kind of thing I focus on. I'm not a right or a left guy. I'm for what's right and what's wrong. Well, and I predict much success for you and your podcast, Tim, and we'll continue to have you on this show and promote your podcast as well. Uh, thank Always you for pleasure, your man. expertise and your wisdom today on the podcast. All right, take care. Don't get sick. Kingston Country. You've been listening to the Dan Kingston Podcast. Dan Kingston here asking you to do me a huge favor. Will you possibly rate the Dan Kingston Podcast on Apple Podcasts? Each new rating, believe it or not, really does have a major impact on the way Apple's algorithm recommends content. With just one quick click, you can help promote citizen journalism and end the stranglehold of the mainstream media. Together, we're going to do this. Thank you. I really appreciate your support.